Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Coaches Road podcast. Today, we have on Slavomir Liener from the Czech Ice Hockey Association. Today's episode with Slava is a shorter episode, but we fit a lot of information into a short amount of time. There's a lot of really good practical ideas that the Czech Ice Hockey Association is implementing in their country, and ones that I would like to see in action myself. Now that we've talked to Kevin McCoughlin from the US and with Slava from the Czech Republic, it's really interesting to start to compare and contrast how a big country like the US with over 2,000 clubs and a smaller country like the Czech Republic with only 148 clubs deal with the similar problems and want to develop similar types of players and coaches, but each with their, in their unique way. I need to say that these conversations with people from different national associations definitely sparked my curiosity, as I found it very interesting how each country develops their own coaches and player paths and how the interaction between the coaches on the club level and on the, on the national level looks like and also how the interaction between the players on the club and a national level looks like. And specifically with Slava, we talked about the Come to Play Hockey campaign and about the Czech Academy and the practical ideas they are trying to implement in their own country. In addition to that, we talked with Slava about the Czech hockey culture. And what I mean with this is that we talked with him about what kind of players and what kind of coaches they want to develop and what specifically what kind of qualities they are looking in their coaches and in their players. And now it's time to head it over to the conversation with Slava. And we hope that you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Our today's guest is Slavomir Elena. Um, first of all, thank you for joining us. And before we jump into the main conversation, we, um, how are you doing and how is everything going in the Czech Republic? Well, you know, we are recovering from, uh, you know, the long period of uh, no hockey, but uh, we've been kind of busy during the March and April, and we were in, in touch with uh, all the coaches, uh, with the youth programs and uh, their parents and the kids, and we try to give them kind of home exercising, uh, not any mandatory stuff, but we try to keep them busy. And we were filming and taping uh, stuff, uh, you know, with the balls and in the woods and in the garden at home with the NHL players who were kind of inspiring the young kids and parents. So. We kind of, uh, you know, took advantage of that break and uh, we've been uh, really, really busy. And uh, actually, we keep going the same way, even though we are getting ready for, for the practices. Uh, some teams already started the practices on ice, off ice. So, um, you know, we are back in on track. Yeah, that's, that's good news. And jumping into the uh, main part of the interview here, can you explain... To our listeners, just kind of who you are and what your background is and, and what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Well, my name is Slavo Miranar. Everybody calls me Slava, Slavo. And, uh, you know, I've got uh, 30, maybe even more years of coaching. I started with the youth under 12, under 10. We had like a sports school. So it was right after my university study. Then I, you know, I started to coach uh, the, the army team for two years. And then, uh, you know, uh, hopped in, into the national team programs. 
uh, I got 12 years of uh, foreigner coaching behind me, four years with Calgary uh, Flames, uh, four years with Florida Panthers, four years in Sweden. Uh, in between, uh, I, I coached the Czech national team as a head coach, as an assistant coach. I got the gold Olympic medal from Nagano uh, and uh, world champion from 1996. And uh, right now, and, uh, I, and after that, I was general manager of the national team for five, even so, six years. And uh, lately, for about six years, I am uh, just a manager uh, of the Czech Ice Hockey Association and uh, right now responsible for the development. And I, I'm really eager to, to set the programs for, for the youngest kids, you know, from five till 12. This is what I really do right now and taking care of the coaches in that age category. Yeah, you, it's, it's interesting because um, that's exactly what we want to discuss with you today, the, a little bit the Czech development program. And as you have been saying that um, you, during your coaching career, you gained a lot of experience in, in Calgary and Florida. You coached in Lulea and Linköping, which is in Sweden. Mm -hmm. And um, can, you, can you a little bit explain to us and our listeners, um, how does your experience in many uh, different cultures help you in your current role as a development coordinator in the Czech Republic? I think it's very important that uh, every coach has got a good picture and good knowledge of uh, each uh, age category. So I've been through all the categories, I, I call it from 5 to 50. You know, if uh, Yari Miriago could uh, join the national team, <laughs> that would be actually truth. And uh, and uh, you got a broad picture, you got uh, quite a wide picture, you know what, uh, what the tendencies are in the world and, and uh, how the hockey goes in Sweden, Finland, uh, North America. Uh, Switzerland is really uh, big right now in the de development program. So I'm trying to, to use all my knowledge and experience to, to put it back to, to our roots. And, and uh, I'm really, uh, I would say on a daily basis with, with our uh, club coaches, with the small clubs, the root coaches and, uh, and uh, players and parents as well. Because we feel uh, this is the big, uh, biggest uh, uh, chance for us to get better if we can get uh, the parents on our side. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an important message. I think every youth hockey coach around the world can resonate about the, getting the parents on their side. And, you know, moving on again, um, why is it important for Czech hockey to develop its own, um, if you want to say culture, and then uh, also you mentioned the, earlier the development pieces that you're trying to add in with the younger kids. Why is it important to develop those? The, the first one is that uh, the reason why I took a job uh, like this was that uh, when I came uh, nine years ago, we've had 108 clubs where the clubs were able to compete in the level between 6 and 12. Uh, right now, we've got 148 those clubs. So we've got 40 more clubs who can, uh, you know, compete, who can play the games and, and the leagues in, in their age. And also every year, we got two to 4,000 kids more than the year previous. So... We want to get more kids involved in hockey because everyone knows uh, the kids get a lot of other activities, a lot of other sports, obviously computers, uh, mobile phones, and and uh, probably we are, the, I have to knock the wood, we are probably 
together with the floorball, uh, the only sport in Czech Republic who are actually getting bigger uh, number-wise. Uh, we got more kids and more kids uh, coming to our programs and uh, trying to, to to learn how to how to skate and how to play, you know, the, the hockey in school and stuff like that. So obviously, with that, uh, it, it's more demanding for us uh, financial-wise because we sponsor. Uh, everybody who, who starts hockey, we give them a f uh, free uh, hockey equipment. You know, we, we pay the coaches. Uh, right now, this year, we pay 148 coaches in our roots. So uh, they are actually employees, uh, employees of the Czech Ice Hockey Association. So we see advantage of it that uh, we can communicate with them on a daily basis. We can, you know, uh, ask them to do this and that. Uh, uh, I would say just as an example, you know, a lot of coaches in our country, they were only hockey, 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 and they would do hockey 11, 12 months a season. And uh, what we try to preach right now is that uh, uh, it's not just hockey, it's other sports, it's football, it's, uh, it's basketball, it's uh, track and field, it's swimming, all kinds of sport and, uh, sports. And uh, the kids until the age of 12 at least should try at least two, three other sports. And because we pay those coaches, this is their obligation. They have to prove that they do other sports with them. They also have to run once in the fall time, once in the springtime, multi-sport tournaments for the kids, let's say, 10 years old. Uh, let's say you would invite uh, two other clubs from, from outside. And you would organize uh, mini hockey, for example, plus soccer and plus um, downhill skiing, whatever. You know, whatever is... Uh, uh, available in that uh, in that uh, city and uh, next time they'll go to other city they would play mini hockey again could be handball and could be swimming whatever so so we try to force uh, the coaches because they know they're going to join this kind of tournament so they would do it year round those sports if i know as a coach that i go to uh, other city to compete in basketball and swimming I better make sure that uh, I do some stuff uh, during our, my regular practices with my kids. Yeah, I think that's that's a really interesting concept, and, and I'm I'm glad that your numbers are growing. I'm glad that that's working for you, and it it just makes me think about how that process would go somewhere, um, like some of the clubs in the U.S. trying to get their coaches to coach multiple sports and play multiple sports with their players. But you know, talking about the players specifically. What are some of the key qualities that, that Czech hockey wants to develop in their, in their ice hockey players? Well, to describe it very briefly, because uh, we say we are not having really too much time today, we would, have, uh, we would love to have more Pasternaks, those kind of players. This is a kid of the street, as his mom used to say. He's a, he's a kid from uh, of the street. He spent uh, all his life, young life, on the street. He was a multi-sport player and he played with the young kids, with older kids and oldest kids all the time. And, and he's got competition right in his heart. You know, he's, he's been not pushed to do any kind of sport. He always wanted to do it by himself. And it, it, it seems to me he's, he's a product just like we've had the golden generation, those Jagers, Reichels, Ruchinskis, Schlagers, those guys were exactly the same. You know, they were living on the street. They were maybe having three practices during the week plus one game in the weekend. But every day they would spend three to five hours uh, spontaneously 
playing different kind of games and sports and biking and walking and running and uh, being in the woods and and playing uh, different kind of uh, you know activities. So this is our goal. This should be our our sportsman. Uh, I'm I, I'm actually better say athlete. We would like to develop athletes in the beginning, and on top of it, or actually parallel to get uh, with that athlete should be the hockey player, because obviously we know we, we have to teach the players how to skate properly. Skate, you know, good uh, players should have a good technique. Uh, so parallelly together, do hockey plus other sports, and uh, hoping that if. Uh, we let the kids do as much as possible spontaneous activities. Uh, their brain will develop. The, the you know the uh, they they will be more creative. You know, and it 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 would eventually come out of their insight, not from parents, not from coaches. They they they'd be making their own decisions, not just being as a robots. You know, we don't want to pro produce those kind of players. Yeah, it's. We, we, this is something we do study a lot in our school as well, that how actually athletes develop. And uh, something what uh, really caught my attention is that this, this unorganized activities for players like Yaga, Pastjanak, that this is something, something very important that outside the club that they are so engaged doing sports, playing on the streets with their peers, because as you said, it's, it's a crucial part where they actually develop, I think, also the passion and the love and the self-confidence for the game, but also, as you mentioned, the Creativity, which is we have been mentioning this also a few times, and other guests here on the podcast is uh, meanwhile the most one of the most important aspects a lot of coaches are looking for is the hockey IQ, and which is which is really great how they actually understand the game, read the game, and their especially their decision decision making. But to move on a little bit, um, what kind of culture does the Czech hockey want to create at the national level right now? Well, right now we are starting. We have a new head coach of our, you know, Czech Ice Hockey Association, uh, responsible for for the for the national teams. His name is uh, uh, Philip Peshan. He's very successful coach uh, in in the club level. He's a young guy, still a lot of energy. You know, he's got drive. And uh, right now we try to put together a program just like Finns and Swedes, for example, have that uh, that U16. They, they have a similar program. Uh, through the U17, 18, 20. So we would like to mix up the, the coaches attending uh, each other's uh, summer camps, you know, uh, being assistant with, with one team, a head coach with the other team. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of inside information and crossover information together with our academies. We are inviting uh, the, uh, we've got 17 academies in our club. So we are inviting those coaches to be, being part of those national team camps and programs. So uh, obviously we would like to uh, keep as much as possible our uh, international schedule, which I'm responsible for. So we, we, we'd like to play as many games as possible with the top six countries in the world, because we believe that uh, top competition keeps you, you know, on, on your toes and uh, gives you uh, a tough time which uh, sooner or later you should be able to adjust to it, adjust the tempo, adjust the speed and, and the skills as well. Uh, right now we are starting a second year with a, with a very intense skill uh, preparation uh, for our national team players, not just for the 20 guys, but let's say the broader 
picture, let's say 50, 60 players in each category. So we've got those uh, skills uh, development coaches who are coming to, to, to the clubs where we've got those national team players and they, we work very intensely uh, with them. Yeah, that's that's great. And if if we look more domestically within within Czech, is there what is that feeling for maybe a new family to hockey or something like that? What what do you want them to feel when they walk into a Czech ice rink? Well, obviously, I, I don't want to say something which is only on the paper. You know, we want them to be proud to be to be uh, able to to represent the country. Uh, at the same time, we know that maybe 20 years ago, the, the obvious goal for everybody was to make the team in their home uh, city, home club, make the big team. It was the dream of every single player. And maybe when they turned 18, 19, they, they, they thought that, hey, there is a chance to make the national team. So their dream was to be a national team player. These days, because of the TV, uh, because of the promotion, maybe more kids, they would like to play NHL, be an NHL player. So we try to at least have our players to dream to be an NHL player and together with that be a national team player and vice versa, national team player. And we, we try to educate them, hey, if you, if you are the national team player, you are 17, you're 18, you're 20, you have a big chance to, to make the NHL. But we want you to come back and, and help the country if there's, there's a world championship and you are not in the playoffs in the NHL anymore. Um, we would be really happy if you can come back and return what we've invested in you. I'm not talking money invested, but we invested uh, the effort and uh, the culture and the coaches' knowledge and, and the parents and, uh, and the whole hockey environment. Yeah, and... You know, earlier you mentioned the the academies that you have around your country, and can you describe those programs a little bit and what the what the long term the outcome goals are for those programs? Well, right now we've got seventeen academies, and obviously when we started uh, seven years ago, we started with the six academies, and they had to fulfill their duties. You know, not just uh, technically or uh, the dressing rooms and, and dry dressing rooms and, and uh, warm-up rooms and uh, gym next to the ice hockey rink, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, we, we put the pressure that uh, those academies, they have to have uh, the best available coaches and uh, coaches with the best knowledge with the, with the top license. Our top license is license A. And uh, all the coaches, they have to have that license. So... So, so we do a lot of uh, schooling with them. We teach them. We, we run them through the seminars, through the clinics. And uh, I would say uh, the best academies right now, they are really focusing on the individual stuff. They, they practice early in the morning. It's not like in Sweden that you would have a sport gymnasium. And maybe your school would start at 10 o'clock. You know, our school, um, unfortunately, every school starts at eight o'clock. So our kids, they have to, they go two, three times in the morning. They have to go at six o'clock, you know, six to seven, six, six to seven, 15 in the morning, which is obviously uh, not, not easy, especially for the kids who are, uh, you know, not living in the same, same city and they have to drive 
but uh, we do it. And the best academies, they, they do a lot of individual stuff uh, with, with their players. They are multi-sport academies also. And uh, also what, uh, what is important that their, their coaches, they, they share the knowledge with the other academies. So once a month, we, we get together, all 17 academies. Let's say you would go to Leberets, um, first Monday in, in, uh, in October, and uh, everyone knows that they are having good program with um, skills or with, with the minor juniors. So they would talk, how would they do it? You know, what, what is their you know, strength and uh, what they feel good about? And the next time they would go to Sparta Prague and they would talk about the off-ice program, jumping, whatever. Uh, next time they would go to Brno and uh, the coaches from their academy would talk about the communication, you know, all kind of communication, you know, players, uh, coach, players, coach, manager, coach, parents and stuff like that. So we, we, we are trying to, to motivate the coaches so they are not afraid to speak to others, which was our big problem. And, uh, you know, I've been coaching dozen years in, in, uh, in abroad and, and I was always very admiring that uh, the people, players, coaches, they were always discussing. They were always open to discussion. They were not hiding anything. They, they were very open-minded and they were not afraid to ask me questions and uh, they were not able to, no, no, not afraid to, to ask questions among uh, the others. So I think this is uh, one of the biggest pluses right now in our academies. They are, they are talking. They are talking between each other. Yeah, this is, this is um, very great cooperation. And I think this is a very important piece because in the end, it, it helps every uh, country to, to make, to develop uh, better hockey players to um, help their growth. And especially this communication and sharing is so important between, between the coaches. And um, to, to move on a little bit here is that when did the Czech um, hockey realize they need to start the um, Come Play Hockey campaign? And before we did the interview with you, we did a little bit of research and we, we, found, that out, we, found, we found out about the uh, Come, Come Play Hockey campaign and we just found it very interesting. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we have done it for, I think, last six years, six, seven years. And I would say we are getting better and better and bigger and bigger. Uh, first of all, it was like 20, 30 clubs who were involved. And uh, right now we've got almost every club. I would say 140, 145 clubs are being involved. We have done it in, uh, in September time and when the school starts. And second time we, were, we, we used to do it uh, after the Christmas time, mid of January. And right now we have decided to keep going, keep continuing this program. And, but we're going to do it only once a season. Uh, very probably it's going to be November before Christmas because we feel everybody's hungry before Christmas, buying the skates and sticks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, what, what, what's been very important that uh, we were able to connect those uh, come and play hockey with, with the f uh, former stars, uh, even with the recent stars players. So... Every city, every little city has got some, you know, VIP hockey player, you know, who has uh, achieved something. 
and uh, those players were really, really good to 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 hockey, to check hockey. That they were involved. They they would show up. They would spend three hours on the ice with, with the with the kids or talking to the parents. What's hockey about? How difficult it is? What what uh, you know distractions uh, they can expect? You know what uh, what sacrifices. Uh, uh, sacrificing from the family they they must expect but at the same time what uh, what the rewards would be you know the, the, the team sports and a lot of fun and uh, uh, wins and uh, you know know how to how to take uh, the tough loss and stuff like that so so we've been getting bigger and bigger right now we are trying to to get even more serious about it so um, I just talked recently with um, Kuba Voracek, who's going to be a face on the posters, on the videos for, for, for the next year. So, you know, he's very, very honestly, you know, he said, okay, I'm going to do it, no problem at all. You know, so he's taped already some, some videos for us for November time. He's going to be ready if NHL starts to do some uh, taping or live uh, uh, streaming for for the kids from from the NHL from from Philadelphia and um, uh, he's done already pre-taped a lot of interviews for us and also we talk some other uh, former stars just like uh, right now to be honest I'm talking to Dominic Hasek to be uh, the face for for this program for entire four years but he has to be during the November, it's going to be like Monday, Tuesday, all the way through Sunday. Uh, he has to be at least in one stadium, in one arena uh, every day. So this is kind of you know tough for those guys, you know, to to make obligations for next four years. But it looks like we're gonna we're gonna uh, you know uh, shake our hands, and uh, it could be very helpful for us uh, because we believe the long term. It's not just the guys like Pasternak and Voracek and those guys who are heroes for our kids but we need heroes also for their parents and so we we, we would like to use the parents from the generations be, be before the the parents who remember the nagano times and the world championship times so those guys are like right close and and hashiks and those guys we are trying to, to get involved in so can you explain a little bit more about what the actual program is like what is come play hockey and and what does it involve and then what what is the goal of that program for the kids yeah yeah goal is that uh, first of all uh, because this is the whole week of hockey and and trying hockey actually to be honest trying uh, to skate Uh, it's not uh, in the beginning five six years old kids most of the kids they they don't even hold the stick you know they, they we just teach them how to skate so we, we are trying to, to have a, through, throughout the country, uh, uh, the big promotion. It's, it's the media, it's the TV, uh, it's the local uh, websites. Uh, everywhere you, you look at, uh, you would see come and play hockey and you will have a lot of fun. And uh, we are not uh, trying to convince uh, parents or, or those kids come play hockey right away, come and try. This is our goal. Try, and if you like it, you come back again. So uh, uh, when they come, they show up during the day, you know, we're gonna give them uh, 
the sweater, national team sweater. This is a kind of gift for that they showed up. And obviously, if they wanna, if they come again, at least six times, you know, they got more gifts. You know, so we, we believe that if they show up at least six times, they can have a feeling what the skating and what the hockey is all about. So this is our goal to to keep the kids not just for that one day because our uh, percentage of the success, let's say, normal club, small city, let's say, ten to fifteen thousand people, uh, about thirty kids would show up, boy, mostly boys, but some girls also, and twenty-five percent of them they eventually sign and stay, which is great. To be honest, I would expect maybe less than ten percent kids would would keep going for the for the rest of the season and the next season again. So 25% is a quite a big success. And we would like to keep going at least in that kind of, uh, you know, ratio uh, of, of the percentage of success. And uh, obviously it's always, uh, always up to the local club, how good they work with the, with the kids, how, how um, communication goes uh, with their parents. So, that day when the, when the kids show up, it's like a three and a half hours uh, morning. Uh, we have tapes, uh, which, uh, which we produce as a federation. You know, we show the, the parents what they can expect, you know, how many times during the week they practice, how many games they expect, what we expect from them, what they should do at home to be in the, in the general condition, uh, you know, what is their... Uh, monthly payment, mostly the first three, sometimes six months, maybe the whole season, it's free for those kids. So they don't pay anything. Uh, they got free equipment, you know, they got a hockey stick, they got skates, they got uh, full gear, helmet. Uh, so we introduce uh, that the start to play hockey is not expensive. Uh, and we talk to the parents that the most expensive part of the playing hockey in Czech Republic is the, I would say, time to go to the practice, time to go to the game and back. Because our web is only 100, we've got only 160 ice, ice hockey rings and comparing to floorball, comparing to soccer, it's, uh, I would say, 100 times less. So if you want to play hockey, you must have someone who would drive the kids towards the arena because there is just a few kids who can who can walk uh, to the arena, just like they can walk from the school to the next building, which is a gym hall, and they can play floorball, for example. So we try, try to talk to the parents during that time, uh, come and play hockey, that they should invest in, in, in their kids and not invest their money, but invest time. They have to sacrifice their time when they are 6 to 10, maybe 6 to 12 years old, and if they can overcome this, this difficult time, then their practices, the kids' practices would start later on. It would start four, five, six o'clock in the afternoon. And the kids would be eventually uh, able to, to travel towards the practice and towards the game on their own. Yeah, this is especially I found it very interesting. Um giving the parents the support and the start and a little bit the guidance and that they're actually the, the players that they can come and try the hockey and uh, actually learn to feel comfortable 
on the ice, uh, get to know in the environment, being first time on the ice with with other with other players because um, stepping on the ice the first time is not it's it's always a challenge. Um, you don't know how to fall down. Uh, when you fall down, you don't know how to get properly up. You don't know how to. But you said it right. You know, this is one of the very first, uh, very first, uh, I would say, uh, clips which we show to the parents. We say we are not going to teach them how to skate in the first lesson. We're gonna teach them how to fall down, how to stand up, how to how to crawl on the ice. You know, how to roll over the ice. You know, just having fun, not to be, uh, we are trying to teach the, the kids not to be afraid of the ice surface. So that's just what you're saying. Yeah, this is, that's what I meant also in my words. This is, this is really great because that you, they, they built a trust to the game and I'm getting more comfortable. And a little bit um, moving forward, this, this, this entire culture thing is, a very interesting topic for us and 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 during the process um and and every every process um there are core challenges and we would like to ask you here um what challenges have arisen in the cultural development process for the czech um hockey and um how did you overcome those barriers maybe as well well the challenge obviously is to get better in the national team level you know, like last 10 years, we, we struggled medal-wise. And uh, we, we started our programs 10 years ago with the U16 up to the U, U18. We put the best possible programs for them. And uh, within eight years, we were able to have only one silver medal U18 where we had uh, Rana and Pastanyak, you know, the, during the World Championship in Finland. So uh, obviously we know this is the way the way we've been going so far, uh, maybe this is the way we can be top six countries. And once in a while we can get a medal, but once in a while we can finish seventh or eighth also. But if we should we have the better expectations, more medals, just like the you know Nordic countries have, you know we have to start from the very very beginning. This is how, why we start with those programs from five till fifteen. You know, a lot of other sports uh, focus on the good technique, uh, not just the skating, but, you know, passing, puck receiving, shooting. So we are focusing right now, right now on the kids from the very, very beginning. At the same time, we say, like we've talked about the creativity, you know, we are putting stress on that we cannot teach and teach and teach the players because uh, sooner the better, sooner the later they would uh, they would be burned out. They would not like to, to, to walk towards the practice. They would not like to play the, the game uh, uh, on Saturday or on Sunday. So uh, another goal for us to, that is that every practice has to have at least 50 minutes, 50% uh, of the spontaneous part, which is the games. Games with no coaching, games with no, you know, scrimmaging when you count the goals actually when you when when the coach or the manager counts the goals we want the kids to count the goals or, or whatever they do you know they, we want them to be involved we want them to be the judges we want them to be a captains and we want them to 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 make their own teams we want them to to be able to to select the teams for for this afternoon stuff like that so 
we have to really start uh, from the broader picture. We want to have a better athletes, at the same time, better, better hockey skaters, and hoping with the program we have right now from U16 till U20, uh, it will pay, you know, pay off uh, sooner or later. Is that okay, this kind of answer? Yeah, that was that was great, and um, I think that's a really interesting. It was great. Is there something wrong too? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's such a it's such an interesting concept, and it's something that you know from my from my background, fifty percent of spontaneous play in a practice would be uh, just unheard of and kind of looked at as. You know, but you know, this is a coaching. tough task. This is a very, very difficult task because, you know, let's say you take a kid, you're you're very ambitious parent. You got kind of good, talented kids at home. And you start from his age of six, seven to do extra skating lessons, extra shooting lessons. Uh, you do it for three, four years, and obviously your kid's going to be better than uh, his teammates. But you accelerate him, and it's only one way. You know, he's very uh, narrow-oriented. And uh, the other parents, they see it. They see that there is a the game of 12-years-old kids, and those kids who are taking extra lessons, they are better. They score more goals. They got more ice time from the coach because they are the best kids, they decide the games. So it's really tough to talk to those patient parents, not to panic and do other stuff, be quiet, you know, be calm, you know, be honest, and believe that when they turn 14, 15, they're gonna be as good as the kids who were accelerated. And when they are 16, 17, 18, they're gonna be much better than, than the other kids. So we are using those, um, former uh, successful players, just like, uh, and their parents, just like Nechas's, uh, Peter Nechas, uh, uh, Nechas's uh, uh, father, uh, Kashe's father. Those guys, they've been, the, as, as a parents and as a coaches, they've been also multi-sport coaches, you know. So we are using Hertel and those guys, we are using them that this is the way, be patient, and this is the way uh, you can achieve the national team program or the NHL. Yeah, I mean, that's, that sounds like a really great idea and a really fun idea for the kids and for the coaches as well. I think the coaches can get a lot of enjoyment out of that. And um, Moving into kind of, uh, you mentioned earlier, the, the academies, uh, the best academies are focusing on the individual stuff. So, Overall, how much consideration is given to the individuality of the players um, during their development? Well, this is the, I would say, maybe the only area which you are not really happy with, you know, what they do, what they have done so far. Uh, most of the academies, they, they've done, uh, you know, a lot of good stuff, you know, they, they run the good programs for the teams. They've played really well as a teams, but uh, we found out that you know there were too many systems, too many you know education as a team education, too many meetings, but uh, we were not really producing individuals. And uh, 
right now we started that uh, last year we gotta evaluate the academies almost only considering how many players they deliver towards the u20 a team how many players from their team gonna be drafted how many players from their team their club is gonna make the nhl so we're gonna totally totally redo the evaluation pro processes and uh, we don't care we don't care you know if they win the championship or if they uh, you know they're steady in the middle of the standings you know uh, we never promoted it but he kind of accepted it so in the future uh, we have decided we're not gonna accept uh, you know winning which would uh, conflict with the producing individuals so this is a big task in front of us yeah it's it's really interesting um because as you said during the process when you realize that this is one of your uh well let's say the the weakest area um um and kind of how do you change the culture there that you want to support the personal growth of each individual more what actions do you want to take there specifically well well we 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 have the 17 academies in each academy we pay as a federation we pay three coaches so so it's uh, more than 70 coaches we pay if, if i if i count uh, the right way right and we're gonna uh, we say they they got their monthly salary and we're gonna make the differences you know whoever is gonna you know produce can get much more reward financial wise and also it's not just the financing but it's also we we, we are we're gonna send the, the coaches to north america we're gonna send them to sweden finland for for the you know our money for the federation money and who's not gonna produce who's not gonna buy into the program you know sorry you know you cannot expect much from us yeah and maybe tough but uh, this is the only way we can do it yeah and um i think that's, that's a good motivation and a good way to to kind of fix that and and focus more on the individual players and i think that's important so kind of talking about the coaches and 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 how how they coach your your players in the Czech Republic, and so what kind of what kind of coach does the Czech Republic want to develop, and um, what are the key qualities that they look for in a coach? Well, we can talk one hour about it. You know, who's, who's going to have that? But obviously, we are looking for the leaders. We are looking for the coaches who are eager to get the new ideas, who are you know not afraid to to go their own way you know find find their own way and we want the, the coaches to to be eager to study you know looking for the new clinics new seminars we got a lot of coaches right now who are traveling around the world not just uh, north america but switzerland sweden finland uh, they they go there for the study stage and and uh, they paid for from their own pocket uh, and uh, those are the coaches we are 
looking for and we're going to support. And uh, also the coaches uh, that we know that they love to work with those youth programs. You know, the coaches who are just taking it as an, uh, you know, bridge to, to be the, the men's coach, uh, it's not that, you know, hot for us. We'd like to have a coaches who are focusing for, for the youth development and because they gonna get better and better and more experience in that age category. We don't want them to jump every second year from category to category and, and uh, keep just adjusting the new, new challenges and the new age challenges. It's, this is what I mean, you know, and so uh, study, you know, be open-minded, share the ideas. This is kind of coach we would like to have. And obviously uh, in our country, uh, the communication is a big factor. There's a lot of, a lot of coaches in all ages uh, from, you know, the youngest kids to towards the, the juniors. They complain, we've talked uh, about the parents. They said, hey, our biggest enemies are parents. But we, we are saying, hey, they could be our biggest friends. You know, we are looking, uh, I've attended so many clinics and seminars in the entire world, in Los Angeles and also in London and stuff, the leaders, for example. And uh, those clinics, they are focused on how can we get, you know, 1%, how can we be 1% better after one season? So that 1% is, could make the difference uh, if you win or, or you lose. But... Personally, myself, I see 30, 40, maybe 50% of the vacuum, you know, in the capacity of the parents. If we can get parents involved, if they would believe into our programs, into what we preach, if we can really sell them the right way, the acceleration is not the right way, you know, there is a much bigger potential. So we try to get involved uh, parents as much as possible. Yeah, kind of to wrap up a little bit things here. Now we have been talking a little bit about the cultural development process. Uh, and um, our, our last question is here that, as you also now previously mentioned, that um, the goal is to get every year 1% better. Is that where does the Czech hockey wants to go in the future, let's say in three years, five years, but then also in 10 years from the long-term development perspective? That's a good question. What we want and uh, what we're going to achieve, right? Obviously, we would like to get the medal uh, just for the, for the sake of uh, having a chance to work not under real pressure. You know, when you, re when you work under pressure, you make mistakes and you, you do shortcuts, if, if you know what I mean. You know, you try to accelerate also, you know, some programs hey, this is the time, we, we need to have a medal. So we got, you know, time to develop the long-term the players. So, yeah, we need, uh, we need uh, either from our big team or from the U20 or U18, couple medals in the, in the short uh, range time. Maybe like we say three, four, five years, we can get two or three medals would be great for us. It would support all the thinking we have, all the programs we've put together, all the, all the, academies programs, all those uh, come and play hockey programs. So we need to, to keep going uh, same way. But obviously, uh, if you don't have the medal, 
because uh, Czech Republic has been always uh, bringing and uh, taking the medals from any kind of championships, you know. And uh, I take 10 years back and 10 years from that time, you know, like every year or every other year we would have a medal, just like uh, Swedes and Finns have right now. So we would like to get there. This is our goal. We don't have the goals to be top six anymore. We've had that program or that, that kind of thinking last few years because we wanted to be stable. We wanted to have the stability in our program. We wanted to have a, uh, to, to know that we can beat everybody, but we knew that we cannot beat them on a regular basis. But right now we would like to have a couple of really good tournaments and, uh, and then bring the medal to, to our country. This is our goal. Yeah, and you know, best of, best of luck in the future with that. And I think that's a, a good place to end it. So thank you so much for your time. I, I know you squeezed us in today, so we really appreciate that. And um, you know, thank you very much. Okay. Good luck with the next season, and we'll yeah. talk to you okay. soon. Next time. Bye bye. Ciao. Bye bye. So thanks to Slava for joining our episode uh, today on the Czech Ice Hockey Association and their culture and their development. And Rick, I, I think one of the first takeaways I had is, you know, getting back to this idea of the type of player that modern hockey calls for and how the Czech Republic wants to create more players like Pasternak. And, you know, they want these competitive players that are, that are athletes first as kids and they love to play different types of sports. And, you know, that builds their creativity and, you know, one thing that I, I thought was really cool that uh, Slava said today in the episode is that they, they don't want to create more robots. They want players that are thinking for themselves and can make decisions for themselves. And Henrik, do you have any uh, thoughts on this? Yeah, I have. Basically, for me, that means that they want to develop independent players. And I found it also very interesting when Slava was talking about the, about what kind of players the Czech Ice, Ice Hockey Association want to develop. and it's just so important, as he has been saying as well, that when kids come to the rink, that they actually have the opportunity to dream to become NHL players. And they have those Pasternaks, they had Jaromir Jaga, they have Jakub Boracek, they, had, they have Tomasz Hörder. And for example, when I was a small kid, my, my absolutely favorite player was Jaromir Jaga. And it's pretty funny that he's still playing. But however, when I was like five or six, he was, I think he was already over 30 years old. But however, yeah, he had the 68. And because of him, I took the 68 and I played basically my entire path with, with the 68. And it's just, for me, it was just an important inspiration, an important intrinsic. That's kind of how I built my own intrinsic motivation to play hockey as well, because I just love that number so much and I still do. So it's just, it's just so crucial that kids have the opportunity to dream about what they want to do. And in addition to that, I, I found it very interesting what they actually want to do with the come play hockey campaign that they actually that they actually want that they, have, that they actually want that kids they feel totally comfortable on the ice that they learn how to crawl that they learn how to how to um, fall down how to stand up and I know that you had some thoughts on this as well so would love to hear yours. Yeah, Rick, I think uh, that's a that's a crucial idea and you know the first lesson that the Czech Republic wants to teach these kids that are 
coming to try hockey that is that you know how do they fall how do they have fun on the ice you know rolling around getting up moving around and it's not how do they skate that's not the first step you know it's how do they be comfortable on the ice and I think that's that's really important and you know going back to you know what you mentioned about Yarmir Agar and these kind of old um, old heroes and I think it's really interesting when he mentioned that they want to have these heroes for the parents as well and you know the older generation of players bringing those into the message that Czech Republic is trying to bring across for their hockey so that the parents are more likely to buy in and that they hear it from players that they can connect to from their childhood and I think it also goes into that message of what kind of coach they want to build and the collaborative coaches that they want to build that you know they they're still not afraid to go their own way. They want coaches that can communicate, that can work with other coaches, but also bring in their own twist and their own style and their own thoughts and ideas. And I think that goes into a little bit about the continuous learning that they want in their coaches. And I think that is a major theme in our show as well, but it really was highlighted, I think, well by, by Slava today. To put it in Slava's word, he basically said when they want to, develop their own coaches they're looking for leaders and that basically means for me that they're looking for coaches who take own initiatives about their own growth about their own development and that they the most one of the most crucial things here is that they, every coach has his own coaching philosophy of course you can take pieces here and there from other coaches but in the end it's such so important that you as a coach know how you actually implement those things what you have been learning from other people into your own coaching and this kind of leads into our next point we have been discussing with Slava about the Czech Academy and it's just really cool that they have like the system for example if you're coaching in uh, Liberec then you're maybe going for a few days to, 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 to Sparta Prague and you spend there three four days and you talk with the coaches what are you guys doing how does this look like and then you go back to your own club and then you try to implement those things by your own and that's just very crucial this kind of and that's also one common theme in our show like sharing this information and I think that's also one of our big intrinsic motivations that's why we do this podcast and then another really really cool point I know that we both were really really excited about this that they want to give a lot of responsibility to the children and what they want to do is this 50% of spontaneous play yeah, Rick, that idea of spontaneous play that, that Slava mentioned and how they want to do 50% of that. And, you know, it just got me thinking about if you told a coach um, in the U.S., hey, you know, let your players do 50% of the practice on their own. They design the games. They design the rules. Everything's up to them. You know, how, how would that coach take in? I think that really shows the type of coach that the Czech Republic wants. And it's, it's one that is – willing to listen to their players is willing to get the players input and is willing to trust the players that you know and trust that play is, is just good for these players it develops their creativity it develops their hockey sense and everything like that and it's it was really interesting to hear that and i'd, I'd really love to see that in action and, and how that works out for them but rick I, I i think that's a good place to wrap it up if you have any any final thoughts yeah for me it, overall it sounded like that they the Czech Ice Hockey Association, they want to provide a lot of guidance for both for the players and for the coaches uh, on the entire pathway. And as Lava has been mentioning as well in the end, we asked him where does the Czech hockey wants to go in the future? And he said, 
they just want to get better at the national level. And as he's been saying as well, for them, it will be a long process. They used to be, when we both were young, they were a top, top country in hockey. I think once they won three world championships in a row and they kind of want to go back to this, to this mentality that the Czech is one of the top countries in the, in one of the top six countries in the world, as he has been saying as well. Yeah, Rick, and I, I mean, we just wish them the best of luck in that journey and, and in that process. And I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So please connect with the show on social media. Our handle is at the coaches road. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We always post some show updates and new episodes on those. And then send us an email um, with any feedback or recommendations or comments. Uh, our email is thecoachesroad at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you soon and thank you for listening.